Welcome to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley Young, pianist, instructor, and business coach, and I'm here to help you dream big about what your studio could be if you are willing to open your mind and level up your business skills. I'm going to share the tangible strategies that I've learned for streamlining and scaling your studio so that you can align your business to work for your life instead of letting your business control your life. I am so happy that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of The Prosperous Piano Teacher. I'm Ashley, if we haven't met before, and I am really looking forward to today's episode because I love talking about teaching philosophies. And today, I'm going to give you five ways that your teaching philosophy drives your business success. And this is a big topic, and we're going to dive in and we're going to unpack all of it. But before we jump in, I realized in the last episode that I didn't really elaborate on the name of the podcast and how I chose the name and why I chose the name. And so I wanted to give you a little context for that before we dive in to today's episode. So I went back and forth on the name of this podcast for a very, very, very long time. Um, I had a couple of other possibilities and I ultimately landed on the Prosperous Piano Teacher. And it was one of those things where when I like thought about it for the first time, it popped into my head and immediately my gut said yes. And then of course my brain kicked in and I started overthinking it. And I started thinking like, well, I don't know, like, you know, is that word going to resonate with people? What does that word really mean to me? You know, and I, I started overthinking it. I tend to overthink. And I started asking people if they liked the name. And this is something that happens to me often, especially when it comes to business. I start to poll people. I guess I do this in my personal life as well. And it's always a really big red flag for me when I start to poll other people outside of myself, because generally that means I know the answer and I actually had some sort of gut reaction about it, but I want to reassure myself or I want to make sure that I'm right. And I've learned over the years that nothing good really comes from polling people because of course, everybody's going to have a varying opinion, um, which is what happened. I started asking, you know, my family and my friends and a couple of people in my community, like what they thought about the name. And of course, everybody had a varying opinion, but none of that mattered because I already knew in my gut what I wanted to name the podcast. And that's all that mattered. And it was just a really good reminder for me that I need to trust my gut and I need to go inside. Um, the very first time I, well, no, this was the second time I hired a business coach. Um, one of the things that she had me do when I very first entered her program was this agreement. And it was like a list of really powerful affirmations that I was supposed to read through and kind of rewrite in my own voice and then sign. And one of those agreements was to agree that all of the answers were inside of me. And when I read it, um, it really, it actually made me cry because <laughs> I, I've been such like a polar for my whole life. And I always want to like, you know, make sure everything I'm doing is quote unquote, right. And that I'm along the right track and all of that. And it really forced me to tune in and trust myself. And that's been a really important lesson for me in my journey period, but especially in my entrepreneurial journey. And so Anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but I, I realized I needed to stop pulling people about the name because I knew I wanted to name it the Prosperous Piano Teacher. And the reason that I wanted to name it the Prosperous Piano Teacher is because to me, prosperity or the word prosperous can mean a lot of things. It means that you have an abundance of 
whatever you want. But the word prosperous to me indicates that you've put some thought into what it is that you want. Is it more money that you want from your business? Is it more time that you want? Do you want to work less? Is it more energy that you want? I'm at a stage where I really view energy as probably my most important resource. And I have to be really careful that I don't energetically deplete myself. Otherwise, the time and money aspect doesn't matter because I just feel like a shell of a person. And so prosperity can mean anything that it wants that, excuse me, anything that you want it to mean, what does that word mean to you? And when you really look at your life and your business, what are the things that you feel like are lacking? And what are the things that you want more of going after the things that you want more of is how you're going to attain that prosperity because prosperity is personal. It's, it's all about you and what fulfills you and what is meaningful to you. So that is how the podcast got its name, the prosperous piano teacher, because I want to advocate for you. I want to give you information and have conversations with you that are going to help you lead your most fulfilling and best life when it comes to your business. And of course, when you're doing that in the business sense, it's going to translate to every single area of your life, right? All entrepreneurs know that, like however your business is going at the moment, it's going to seep into and affect other areas of your life. So I want to make this journey easier for you. I want to give you information that's going to help you along your journey to be prosperous, whatever that means to you. All right, so let's dive in and let's talk about the five ways that your teaching philosophy drives business success. And as I mentioned, I love talking about teaching philosophy because I think even if you know you have a teaching philosophy, it's a part of business that teachers often overlook or they don't give as much attention to as they could. And so we're gonna dive into these five reasons and I'll elaborate on what I mean by that. So the first way that your teaching philosophy drives business success is it explains why you are different and what sets you apart. In your studio, in your business, what do you do that makes you different than every other teacher in your area? And chances are that list is really, really, really long. For example, when I first started teaching, um, my teaching philosophy stated that I believed that uh, music could be joyful for everyone. Everyone can learn how to play the piano and um, it can be a very positive experience and a really fun process. And so that I said something to that effect in my teaching philosophy. And that made me a little bit unique in those ways because you know, someone that was looking for a piano teacher might come across my website and see my teaching philosophy, and they might go to another teacher's website and they're going to have a completely different philosophy. Maybe their philosophy is that, you know, two hours a day are required of practice in order to make progress at the piano, or maybe they use one set of method books and that is part of their philosophy and that makes them a little bit different. And so your teaching philosophy really gets down to that core of what sets you apart. Why are you unique? Why are you different? What makes your studio what it is? The second reason or the second way that your teaching philosophy drives business success is it allows people to get a sense of who you are as a musician, as a person, as a teacher. Generally, you're going to infuse some of your own personal beliefs into your teaching philosophy. So in my, my first example that I gave of my teaching philosophy early on, and this is still a part of my philosophy. I don't necessarily say this directly as much as I used to, but I do truly believe that anyone can learn how to play the piano. In all of my years of teaching, I have yet to encounter someone that can't do it. I will always joke around with my clients that I can't make promises about the timeline. I can't promise that in, you know, five days, you're going to be able to play a Chopin etude, but I can promise you that you can do it. 
and that you have the ability and that we can get you to the point where you can play if you can be flexible about the timeline and if you can put in the practice and put in the work. So that is the second way that your teaching philosophy drives success. It allows people to get a sense of who you are as a musician, as a teacher, as a person. The third way that your teaching philosophy drives business success is it gives you, um, or sorry, it gives people a sneak peek into how you do things in your studio. And I touched on this a little bit in point one, but how, how do you teach? Like, how do you get people from point A to point B? What, you know, are you using method books? Are you teaching people by rote? Are you only using, you know, um, repertoire from like the classical Western canon? Or are you mostly teaching jazz? Are you mostly teaching pop music? Are you working with um, pianists to help them accompany singers? Like, what is your method and how do you do that? Um, what are the materials that you use and what are the tools that you use? Um, the fourth way that your teaching philosophy drives business success is when you get really detailed and you actually start to break down like what you do and how you do it, you have an opportunity to get into your methodology of like how you get people specifically from point A to point B. So let me give you an example. In my program, I have a group program online called Casual to Confident Piano Player. And there are essentially like 10 things that we do in that program. And they're split into three different categories. I talk about it. I call it the head work, the hand work, and the heart work. And in the head work, we work on like pre-planning your routine and mindset. The hand work is, you know, the revolutionary practice methods and technique and rhythm and how you practice essentially and, and how you use your hands and your whole body to get the sound that you want out of the piano. And then the heart work is how to connect with music. You know, how do you like get in touch with yourself, get in touch with those deep feelings and learn to express all of that through the music. And this is my pathway or my unique methodology. I have ways that I teach all of those things, but really like the, um, the lesson plan or the way that I take people through that information is my methodology. And that is unique to me, right? Because there are definitely other teachers out there that I obviously like so many teachers are teaching people how to have proper technique and how to get a good sense of rhythm and how to practice. And all, you know, there's lots of teachers teaching what I teach, but the way that I do it is my unique methodology. And so that is a huge asset of my business. And so this kind of segues into the fifth way that my teaching philosophy drives business success is my teaching philosophy at this point and your teaching philosophy is an asset for your business because I have revamped it so many times and gone so into detail with my teaching philosophy at this point that I now have a doc created that has my entire methodology or my entire pathway laid out. It describes like what I do, how I do it, how I teach it. It has commonly asked questions. It has commonly asked answers. And this isn't something that is published anywhere. This is my own asset for my business. And the reason it's an asset is because I have created it and it works for me over time. Meaning that when people ask me these questions now, I go to my doc and I copy and paste the answer. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I don't have to continue to come up with answers for the same questions that I often get because I have this asset created for my business. And what's so cool about that is this asset not only saves me time when people are asking me questions, it makes it easier for me to respond to inquiries when people want to join, excuse me, when people want to join my program, I have you know, information on my website that's based on the teaching philosophy. And 
based off of this asset, I create a lot of content. So anytime I need an idea for a YouTube video or an Instagram reel or a post in my Facebook group, I come back to this asset and I look at that pathway. I look at my unique methodology of how I get people from point A to B and I have tons of ideas in there. You know, I can make 50 different reels that are all showing like a different angle of how I teach rhythm or 50 different posts about what I believe it takes to overcome performance anxiety, you know, and I get a lot of inspiration and a lot of ideas. And so if you go through the first couple of ways that we talked about of explaining why you're different and what sets you apart of um, really delving into who you are as a musician and as a person and how that influences how you teach and then being willing to give people a sneak peek into how things are done into your studio and getting really detailed with your methodology and how you get people from point A to point B. This all works in the creation of this big, huge asset that you can use to drive business success. Because when you have an asset that you can use to create content, to answer questions, to save yourself time and energy, and ultimately all of those things add up and create more clients and create more money um, without spending a ton of time. So if you don't have a teaching philosophy, I highly suggest that you start one. And you can start by going through the points in this episode and just asking yourself those questions, maybe allowing yourself some free space to journal about them and see what comes out and then tweak and refine. Um, I always tell my business coaching clients that a, a teaching philosophy is never set in stone. It's never something that you come up with one time and then it sits there stagnant. No, that is not the case. You always want to be revamping your teaching philosophy. You're always, as you learn and as you grow and as you get better, you're always revamping it and making little tweaks, revisiting it and seeing like which parts of it need to be removed. Maybe you've evolved a little bit or, you know, what things you've learned along the way that now you want to add into that philosophy. Now, when, if you already have one, what I recommend is that you go over it every six months, put time on your calendar right now for the next like three years to just sit down for an hour and go over that teaching philosophy and ask yourself these questions again. See if any of the answers have changed. See if there are any things that you need to tweak or change as time goes on. Naturally, as you get more confident as a teacher, like, you know, every six months, every year, you're hopefully gaining experience. You're having different situations come up with your students and you are getting them better results and maybe bigger results and different results. And so all of those things can be taken into account when you reflect on your teaching philosophy. All right. Now, if you are listening to this episode close to the date that it is being released, um, it on, it's being released on May 22nd. Um, but if you're listening to this episode anytime at the end of May or the beginning of June, then I want to announce to you that I am about to open three spots for private business coaching. And I have been doing private business coaching for teachers on the back end for a really long time. And I more recently started talking about it publicly. And my business coaching packages are designed to help you increase your income by making your teaching philosophy more compelling, by leveling up your studio policies, which we're going to talk about in another episode, to save you time and energy and also ultimately increase your income, and then streamlining your business practices, seeing how you can organize and put things in place so that you have a solid foundation for growth and scaling. And that can be in any direction that you want. That can be maybe you want to scale online and create content and grow on YouTube or Instagram, or maybe you just want to use an online platform to gain clients. Maybe you're not interested in any of that and you just need more students in your studio. 
all these packages are designed to help you grow in whichever direction makes sense because they give you that solid foundation so that you're ready for growth. So if you're interested in grabbing one of those private coaching spots or checking it out, head on over to Instagram and send me a direct message and say that you're interested and I will send you information. I will also include a link in the show notes um, to uh, a form that you can fill out and a form that explains a little bit more about the packages. I am so grateful for you and I'm so happy that we got to spend this time together today. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day and I cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening. I love connecting with open-minded business owners from all over the world. As you know, a studio policy is one of the most important assets of your business and a good studio policy will save you time and energy. For this reason, I created a free PDF with a list of three ways that you can level up your studio policy right now. To grab the free PDF, head on over to ashleyjyoung.com slash level up and the link is in the show notes as well. Talk to you soon.